Three, two, one. Uh, howdy. This is the Managing Expectations podcast, a production of Pacific Century Media. I'm Jeff Winger. With me is my aide de camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, me- Managing Expectations is our routine survey of interesting people and interesting things. Uh, it's our uh, uh, it's us turning our attention to the culture and the passing scene. So uh, here we are. Uh, this is podcast uh, 2.0. And um, Brian, what have you been? Wh- what have you been ingesting? <laughs> what have you been taking in? I had a, I had a slice of pizza a few minutes ago. <laughs> okay, how was it? Um, it was, it was okay. Yeah, yeah it was a gluten-free crust and it was just, and it was just fine. Ah, uh, that, uh, well, that's my boy though. Gluten-free. Yeah. I think you're probably stretching to get it to fine, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see about it. Um, yeah. so, uh, uh, so have you ever heard about the movie giant? Um, the one with James Dean. Yes, one of James Dean's three films. So, uh, yeah, okay. So it's uh, James Dean, Rock Hudson, and Liz Taylor, and somehow I've been I've been getting a lot of Liz Taylor lately. Uh, okay. Do um, do do you remember Gary Gary Trudeau was the uh, uh, guy who did Doonesbury all those years? And, yeah, and then he transitioned that into a, a PM job up in Canada. N- different Trudeau, but um, uh, actually, I think Gary Trudeau might be too liberal for Canada. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, his line about Liz Taylor, Elizabeth Taylor, was um, a tad overweight, but violet eyes to die for. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good line, right? Yep. So uh, I don't know. A month or two ago, Mrs. Winger and I watched Butterfield Eight on um, on uh, one of the streaming services, and then um, I, you know I, I realized I haven't seen a lot of Richard Burton movies. Uh, so there was a thing on Hulu called The VIPs about mm. people getting delayed on a flight in London, and they all have various. I mean, there's. There's some melodrama with Liz Taylor leaving Richard Burton for uh, uh, one of the Italian heartthrobs of the 60s. I don't know, Master Antonio or something? No, that's Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. It wasn't her. (laughs) She's barely born. Um, uh, And then like Orson Welles was in it and he plays uh, an oafish film director. So that was that was quite a stretch for him. And um, uh, I don't know, you know, there were there were other people. It wasn't a great movie by any means. But then I started watching Giant because, um, and, and at this point, I've now seen all of James Dean's um, uh, movies, and I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, I just think I think that that that's a guy who um got a lucky break by dying young i i don't i don't see him as like being brando or being one of the great 
actors. He just, you know, he he looked good and he's, yeah, he's good looking. Ah, but he wasn't that great looking. I was trying to think about who he looks like compared to today, and I think he's like a James Franco. I mean, I guess you know, James Franco probably does okay for himself, but you know, I don't know. He's no. He's no Pitter Clooney, but you know, I don't know. Those guys are old now, so yeah. Though you know, Pitt's aged great, and I don't know what Clooney looks like anymore, and I don't know who's next. You know, <laughs> yeah, that guy's never in the news. It's hard to keep track on what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you getting George Clooney news? Do you have like a Google alert set for him or something? Uh, Us Weekly, which I subscribe to. You're a charter member, aren't you, Charter? That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You just, I mean, I always, you know, I mean, we just came through uh, award season and there was no sign of Clooney. I mean, I haven't seen anything from Clooney since he sold his tequila company for a billion dollars. Can you imagine? That's a pretty good business plan. Yeah. Uh, be a rich, good-looking actor, and then just develop a tequila hobby and then sell it for a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. We should. Yeah, we should. We should have thought of that. We should have got into that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, giant. It, it's just like this sprawling epic, which I'm here to tell you is no East of Eden, which also James Dean was in, but just like a a, a very small portion right. of the book was turned into Elia Kazan's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Giant was written by Edna Ferber and musical theater alert. Edna Ferber also wrote Showboat, which was, oh. yeah, the first great Broadway spectacular. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. They actually, they, they actually had a showboat come crashing down over the audience in the first act, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. Or was that, some, was that something else? No, no, that was, no, no. Uh, there have been many crashes <laughs> on Broadway since, and before and since. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's good work. Um, yes, they actually had a, sh- <laughs> a riverboat. <laughs> um, so, so uh, it's like the sprawling epic and it takes uh, like the young Rock Hudson and Liz Taylor and they get together and like the, you know, the course of their life through the early 20th century. And, you know, he's got one of the largest cattle ranches in uh, in Texas and he takes this uh, 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 Maryland maiden back to Texas to mm-hmm. as his bride and. Uh, you know, their their lives are entwined. But by the end, they're all playing old. And actually, Rod Hudson and, and, and Elizabeth Taylor pull it off pretty well. Uh, but James Dean just is like, is just like a 22-year-old with, like, gray temples, you know? And it's, it's yeah, you know, I don't know. He's still got, like, super thick hair. And, and maybe it's that, uh, you know, special effects costumes makeup have come a long way but uh, yeah I just I, I, I don't I'm sorry I had a uh, in the 80s as a young man I had a James Dean 
uh, a postcard, you know, with like a cool picture of him. And mm -hmm. um, I used it to enter an MTV sweepstakes. Didn't win. And? Didn't no. win. <laughs> Didn't win. <laughs> I uh, I did a I did a report on James Dean in like fifth grade I think. Did you really? Um, yeah, like I uh, well, I don't know why, but I thought that it was kind of cool that he, you know, um, was uh, into racing and you know died in a Porsche, and so I just thought that oh okay, well this will be interesting to to think. But I uh, the thing that I remember most about that book report is that I checked out a book from the library and then never turned it in and ended up owing $65 for uh, the death of James Dean. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, did, did you, were you able to, could you negotiate that down? Yeah, I think I, I think I ended up, you know, paying like 12 bucks or something like that. But my dad took me to the airport or to the uh, library and, made me face the music all on my own <laughs> your dad took you to the airport to get you out of town yeah <laughs> one, one step ahead of the library police right <laughs> so uh james dean was actually from uh, indiana uh yeah sure or he died in indiana i don't think he died in indiana are you sure no, I mean. Well, one of us wrote a report was, on. Was, one of us it was, wrote it a report fifth, on. It was fifth grade. Uh, I okay. wrote a report on Woodrow Wilson in fifth grade, and okay, what, what state was he from? Uh, Virginia. They're all from Virginia, as far as you know. <laughs> he was from the South because he was shockingly racist, and. Um, uh, People, people get excited about the first movie being shown in the White House was during the Wilson administration, but it was D.W. Griffin's uh, Birth of a Nation, which paints the Klan as heroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, James E. was born in Marion, Indiana, and died in California, aged 24 years old. Yeah. So that's young, and that's, that's too, that's, you know, that's sad. Yeah. But, you know. Right. Uh, I, I just, you know, didn't think, and he did get good roles, you know, uh, when you think Steve McQueen's first role was, uh, uh, the blob. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't seen the blob. Is that, is that, is that a prequel to the fog? No, no. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a prequel, uh, filmed 55 years earlier. Gotcha. Uh, now nah, I was like in the fifties and, and James, uh, Steve McQueen's got to get, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. The blob was from outer space. And if you touched it, it would like, you know, make you scream and then absorbed you. And it kept getting bigger. They, they, they did a remake in the eighties. Oh, I'm the sure blob. they made a remake that yeah, nobody needed to see. Yeah. I remember the, I remember being a kid and seeing the trailer for it and uh like one of the things that the blob does is like it comes up through like a bathroom sink and like grabs a guy and like pulls him through <laughs> like the drain uh in, in a bathroom sink i'm like that can't really happen yeah that sounds stupid 
my skeptical yeah. 10 year old mind was yeah pretty keen <laughs> well you know look uh the fact of the matter is um you know there's things that the blob a blob could do and then you know couldn't do and you know you can't i will only suspend belief so far at, so, at, uh, at some point you got to say hey you know <laughs> i can i can go with wookies and light speed but uh marty mcfly's you know <laughs> plan to get back to the present by making out with his mom is that's i, I that's where I, I that's where i draw the line as we yeah. discussed previously yeah uh, so we're talking about Steve McQueen, and we're talking about um, huge, uh, epic movies. I did rewatch The Great Escape, and I was right. It's not that great. It's 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 like a real guy film. Like it's like to to be a manly man, you have to love The Great Escape. But I just I you know so I fail again. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the comedian Eddie Izzard has a whole uh, funny thing about it, about how like all the Americans lived, but like the British got, got killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and in fact, in fact, if memory serves that bit, uh, as I recall that bit, um, uh, Eddie Izzard was saying, no, 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 you're, you're British. You need to adjust your. You need to manage your expectations accordingly. Uh -huh. So you want to be an astronaut, but we were actually thinking maybe you could be a plumber. <laughs> um, but like all Steve McQueen does in that movie is look great in a sweatshirt mm -hmm. and khakis. Uh, he gets to drive a motorcycle around the whatever the Austrian countryside, and. Um, and I and I and I I persist in my objection to that movie in that what was the deal with James Garner? Somehow he he was able to get out of the camp and go shopping at Home Depot for all the stuff that they used. <laughs> I mean, I just you know, I don't I don't think that they were I, I mean, I, I don't know. Apparently, there was a real great escape. I know guys escaped from prisoner of war camps and from the. And by the way, did did the Luftwaffe seem like they were like they'd have been pretty great to be prisoners to? I mean, they were like really nice about it. They let you have your baseball. You know, not like it's not like the North Vietnamese. Tell you that. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was there. So that Luftwaffe, they really got a raw deal. Right. <laughs> history has just painted them in a bad light. Okay, so the Luftwaffe, well, you know, and then the you know, and like the one the the commandant gets escorted out by the Gestapo. So, you know, that's when yeah. playtime was over, yeah. But um um you know, you know, they they have like they have like 350 yards of of like track i mean how, you know you may so like they made wooden track and then they're like shoring it up because you know the you know they, they you know they they try to explain it by saying they're taking like every 
fourth beam out of the out of the ceiling and you know every other you know a stud in the barracks um yeah just uh i don't know man it just uh, doesn't add up no not to me i'm sorry a, a few years ago um speaking to steve steve mcqueen i rented a uh, bullet i have a good bullet story but please go first and uh and mrs grimm and i watch it and she's like is this that good of a movie I said, "Yeah, it's it's a classic." And she says, "Does everybody just say that because they think they're supposed to like it?" And I said, "This is like one of the great driving movies of all time." She's like, "Oh, well, maybe that's it. I don't really like cars." Okay. So so that's that. Well, my bullet story is actually very very similar. <laughs> We wa- okay. Did I watch Bullet with you? <laughs> uh, no, though you may have watched it with Mrs. Winger. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I, we were watching Bullet, and uh, Mrs. Winger says, "You know, th- this isn't really that good of a movie." Okay, and by the way, I mean in the in the history in the history of cinema, I'm not sure anybody's ever looked cooler than like Steve McQueen in that, you know that turtleneck and the jacket and yeah the mock mock turtleneck i don't think it's i don't think it's a full it might be a full either way looks great (laughs) what do you like the j crew shopping dog owner from best in show it wasn't a full turtleneck jeff was it a dicky brian (laughs) okay so steve can we just whatever he was wearing can we agree that he looked great yes all right. So Mrs. Winger's like, well, this isn't really that good of a movie, though, is it? I'm saying, and it's okay. So here's the difference between your story and mine is that I am an absolute pompous windbag to my wife, whereas you were just like dismissive and patronizing. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like, well, honey, what you got to realize is that this is, this is a groundbreaking movie and that before this, there was never a. Uh, a car chase like this and then and uh you know and on and on and i don't even know what i said but then like i'm reading up on it later and it's like essentially bullet was made so that steve mcqueen could drive a mustang really fast over the streets of san francisco brought to you by the ford motor company yes yes yeah yeah but i mean you know it all looked great but uh yes the 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 wives are right it's not it's not that great of a movie. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw something. I mean, it's okay. That, I mean, no. Uh, you know, it's I fine. Guess yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> there we go again. Um, what's this? I think I saw something recently that, that Damian Lewis is, is playing Steve McQueen in something. Well, the way I understand it, he played Steve McQueen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that out yet? Uh, yes, that uh, that was released last year. Uh, okay. It uh, it underperformed at uh, at the box office, though. Uh, Brad Pitt did okay for himself. Yeah. Okay. I seem to remember seeing something about that now. 
Uh, anyway, the point is, I thought that that's a pretty good choice for a Steve McQueen. Uh, you know, I have obviously I haven't seen the movie, but uh, Damian Lewis, good ringer. Interesting choice. Yeah. 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 Word on the street is uh, he he did very good in a very brief turn. Uh, that's what I hear. So gotcha. uh, yeah. So. Um, Hey, listen, uh, while we're talking about action and adventure, can we just take a moment now? Yes, and, please. Uh, and uh, uh, remember our uh, our good friends at uh, All in a Dream Comics and Books in Denver, Colorado. For over 35 years, All in a Dream has been adding to the intellectual and cultural firmament in the Mile High City. All in a Dream has a stunning catalog of Silver Age and Bronze Age comics for the collector and the dilettante alike. Uh, they certainly have, All in a Dream certainly has the best uh, selection of classic graphic novels you're ever going to find. Uh, graphic novels are the best way to remember the stories of your youth without having to explain to the women in your life now just what you're doing with all these comics. <laughs> all in a Dream Comics is in Denver. They can be reached at area code 303-333-8616. That number again, if you should care to write it down, area code 303-333-8616. All in a Dream Comics and Books. The loading has begun. So uh, anyway, I I hardly have time for another sweeping cinematic uh, uh, epic. Although I would like I would like to see Ben Hur. I've never seen the original Ben Hur. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think I've seen it all the way through. I think I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Um, you know, when it's on. Uh, Turner Classic movies or whatever, you know, whatever it pops up on. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it popping up on anything but that. Um, mm -hmm. What about, um, yeah, well, and you see the chariot race. That's the one, that's the thing that Joe would see. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, um, you got, you got anything else going on? Um, uh, books? What are you reading? Um, well, uh, right. I, you're still, I, you're still reading a business book. I am still reading a business okay. book. Okay. All right. Then let me go. Cause I'm reading okay. Pat Conroy's, uh, my losing season, uh, which is about him being a point guard for the Citadel. Uh, well, it's about more than that. It's about him being undersized and, and not especially skillful, but getting through with like pluck and heart Here's the thing. Um, so he, Pat Conroy's famous for having written The Great Santini, which was turned into a movie with the exquisite Robert Duvall. Um, and Pat Conroy wrote The Prince of Tides, which apparently was a movie so good that not even Barbara Streisand could wreck it. I thought that you were going to go with the exquisite again, but I'm glad that you didn't. 
No. No. Uh, Mrs. James Brolin, um, uh, I think, directed that and starred in it. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, that, you know, I mean, for those of us who, I, I you know, I think I'd like to see Santini again. I've, I, it's been a long time um, mm-hmm. since I saw it. But I, I'll tell you, reading my losing season, uh, that Pat Conroy's dad, like, beat him. I mean, like, really. Uh. Um, was just a hard man and I'm not sure whether it was because he was a drinker or was angry at the hand life had dealt him or if he was just Mm -hmm. I actually think that he was maybe just a mean and nasty SOB Uh, and Mm -hmm. I think that if Conroy wasn't around to take the beating his mother would Mm -hmm. so um, but then they he also talks about like the plea beer uh, which is what, okay. So we went to the Citadel, which is a military academy, uh, similar to uh, my state's own uh, Texas A and M, uh, and where the core is a big deal. Uh, right. And during, I mean, th- so they have Hell Week, and like it, it just it just chased guys out. I mean, it, it was just they were just in your face and screaming at you and telling you to do push-ups. Now, in a world where people are like honestly tortured, being yelled at by upperclassmen doesn't sound that bad. Except most of us have had some sort of you know unfortunate high school or junior high experience. Um, right. You may recall that I myself uh, was literally given a swirly at one point in in. Uh, it was actually at work. It was actually at work. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> but you were still high school aged, so it wasn't like you were. <laughs> well, <laughs> like well, I, I think I've received many figurative swirlies in the workplace uh, over sure. the years. Um. But no, no, I mean, I was a, I, I had a big mouth and a bunch of, a bunch of guys, most of them older than me, grabbed me on Christmas Eve and um, gave me a swirly while the manager did nothing. So it's awful. Yeah. But funny to you. I mean, but I'm, once, once you've settled in, you know, it's awful. I, you know what? It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me and you know it. Right. So. Um, though, but it's, no, it's it's still awful. Just that that struck me as funny that it happened at work. I mean, where where, where seemingly there are professional adults there to to step in. Um, like it was a it was a it was a restaurant in like the late seventies, and the the notion of it being of there being professional guidelines is complete is completely uh, not the case, right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, uh, okay, so anyway, the swirly, whatever. I mean, that's the sort of guy I am, and people who don't think that I'm funny and interesting and want to listen to my podcast uh, want to stick my head in a toilet and flush it. <laughs> I can also tell you, and, and this is a mitigating factor, uh, the toilet had been cleaned. Uh, it now I, I I know that there are some horror stories where you're you're given a swirly and uh, 
befouled yeah, water. And uh, that was right. the case with me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, uh, so we've all had unfortunate stories of uh, adolescence. Let's put it that way. But I mean, this, this just, I mean, the Citadel and, and the pleb, pleb week and hell week. It's not pleb week. It's, uh, your pleb. Uh, uh, are, are we okay? We're great. Yeah. Doing all right. Okay. Um, uh, it just, it, it was just awful. And, you know, for, Pat Conroy became a writer, so he's obviously a, a sensitive boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made, and he made a point of saying, uh, so he played with a great freshman team and like seven of them walked away, went to another college rather than put up with the nonsense of the, of the core. Right. And, and, uh, he, he said to his freshman, uh, coach, the freshman team coach, you know, this is, I mean, do you guys see this? Do you see what happens? Do you see what's going on? And, uh, the guy said, "Yeah, we kind of make it our business not to know what's going on." And so that's that's how that went. Boys, boys will be boys. Uh, so uh, yeah, apparently they will. Um, uh, Caitlin Flanagan, who writes usually for like women's stuff, uh, women's topics, I should say, she's mm-hmm. very good about doing the woman's point of view. Uh, she writes for the Atlantic, but she's written a lot about uh, the hazing that goes on in in fraternities, and how like you know kids have le- have died. I mean, how would you like right. to send your your kid to college to make friends and make connections that'll benefit him through life, and he ends up you know drowning in a I don't know a bucket of beer. I don't I, I don't know what right. I, yeah, I, you know I've seen some of these stories where. You know, kids are forced to to do like twenty shots of of Everclear, um, or else you know, in order to make it into the fraternity or whatever the case may be, um, and they end up you know with alcohol poisoning, and then nobody takes them to the hospital, so they're just left on a couch. It's just it's just awful. Yeah, awful stuff. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that reminds me of. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think that we really want to um, venture too far down the path of all the times I should have died while drinking and didn't. <laughs> yeah. Mo- most one, of which occurred between... The one the- drinking score- story that scares me the most. I don't re- really want to go down that path. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, most of mine occurred between the ages of uh, 15 and 20. Yeah. Anyway, much better now. Good. Yeah, great. So, um, uh, been doing my exercises, been doing my walking, and uh, feeling better all the time. So, you used to swim a lot. Um, is that part of the recovery PT um, prescription? Uh, it's not. And uh, uh, for those who are newish listeners, uh, or who don't know, I had uh, hip surgery uh, a, a month and a half ago, and um, swimming is not because it's a deep incision that they make, mm-hmm. and uh, while uh, the local uh, s- public swimming facility is mostly water, uh, it's also a lot of chemicals, 
which are there to kill the other stuff that's in the water. And, right. um, you know, as, as I get older, um, I, you know, I mean, there, you know, it's what, here, here's a, here's a thing that's interesting in just the grossest kind of way, you know, you used to not want to be, I used to not want to be in a pool with, um, babies and like little kids who I just know are peeing at will because, uh, speaking of will, uh, it takes a great act of will for me to get out of the pool. You know, I'm almost, I'm kept honest by the idea that what if there's actually a chemical like that thing in grownups where if you pee in the pool, you get like a, a blue cloud around you. Right. Is that real? Is that, is that a real thing? Uh, I've, I've heard, I've heard rumors of it, but I've never actually seen it in place. But I don't, you know, I don't go to public pools frequently, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, at this point in my life, you know, I'm 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 a little concerned about swimming with uh, senior citizens, which you know, which I'll be soon enough. You know, give it give it a few years, and but I mean, uh... to, to our to our listeners, just because he had hip replacement surgery does not mean. <laughs> So much information. Yeah, that's right. I had hip replacement surgery and now I'm at home with my books and my ferocious dog, the woman I love, and lots and lots of ammunition. If Brian wants to give any more any more personal information out about me. I don't think did I? Yeah, you did. No, it's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll we'll clean it up in editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> I heard. I heard. I heard. Editing a podcast is the easiest part of starting and recording a podcast. Did editing you? is a piece of cake. Oh yeah. I heard it was buying the right software. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So. Oh, hey. So. Uh, some some pretty good news. So I've I've reached out to two other guys who uh, are really going to be great guests. Uh, both named Chris. Both know uh, music better than either of us, um, and so uh, uh, we look forward to having them on. But uh, they could be a a lively uh, uh, sideline here in the Managing Expectations um, podcast. Um, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. A lot of uh, really positive feedback about uh, uh, what we've done so far. A lot of people are excited about what we're doing and, and uh, what we're going to do. So, um, so that's why we're here doing this very fine podcast. A, a podcast for which we all should just manage our expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, um, no, I'm not getting into public swimming pools for a little bit longer. Uh, also, honestly, um, two, there's only two motions that I'm not supposed to do, but they both have, uh, but swimming would and it would entail d depending on which stroke i'm using right. 
and I'm right. a, I'm a crawl one way, breaststroke the other guy. Uh, that you know, and um, both of those particular kicks would be bad for me at this stage. But uh, the healing's proceeding very well, and uh, yeah, I, I hope to be swimming before you know before it's all over with. But it's unbelievable how much stuff there is to do, even though I'm not working. I mean, and I'm not even I mean, not currently uh, working. Um, I, uh, uh, I mean, just going to physical therapy and, and, and doing the, doing the, the exercises takes some time, man. I don't, I don't know how anybody does it. Um, I mean, let alone some of the other stuff I've been dealing with, with health, but the kids, I had to take them to get blood, their blood drawn today. And, uh, the the lab the lab doesn't have the orders so I got to call the place that that sent them to the to the lab the lab he says well we've sent them and they said well they don't have them and it's I mean I what should have been a 15 minute thing turned into an hour and a half and uh, and I just I I really don't know how anybody does it you know <laughs> Are you, do do you do you go when you take your kids to the doctor, are they still seeing a pediatrician? Yeah. Okay. All right. One of the things, and this is this is kind of a, a serious thing, but I've noticed, like, a couple of years ago, I went to the dermatologist, right? Because, mm -hmm. I don't know, I didn't like something that was growing on my uh, ever-increasing forehead. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there with, like, retired people. And, and so there's like me in my early fifties and, you know, like 70 years old. And, and I think, oh, well, isn't this just a fantastic look into the future? You know, right. you know, I suppose, uh, you know, the, you know, I could always get a lucky break and be hit by a bus, but otherwise it's going to be spent sitting in a sitting in a waiting room waiting to have my polyp removed <laughs> for the dermatologist to tell you uh yeah we're gonna want to freeze that off yeah uh you're gonna want to wear sunscreen and wear a hat which yeah. you know honestly uh i've been hearing that for a while now but you know I actually, I you know I wear a hat more than I used to, and wear a. It's just you know it's it's stupid you know I mean I'm gonna. You know, in a few years, my ears are gonna have so many nicks burned out of them that I'm gonna look like a tomcat who gets in a lot of fights. <laughs> so stupid, it's all just so stupid. Did you wrestle in college? Uh, no, <laughs> just been out in the sun. Do you do jujitsu to get that uh, cauliflower ear? <laughs> no. No, nah, just not enough sunscreen. Cutting the grass. Huh. Huh. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. I, I wouldn't. Get, I. I don't. I've never really been a guy who. Uh. Uh. Okay, because I've always been a heavyweight. You know, I've never been the first one with a shirt off, you know, although there are times when it's just like, OK, 
shirt on, shirt off, I'm not fooling anybody. So, you know, mine as well. But like, if we're like, certainly, uh, say we were playing beach volleyball, like in Top Gun, I would probably keep, my, I would probably keep my shirt on. But go with the cutoff jean shorts. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I would. No, they didn't have cutoff jean shorts in Top Gun, did they? Uh, pretty sure. Uh, I don't. Okay, maybe. I. Really? I, don't, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in that particular section of the movie. So. Well, your wife has, so ask her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I. I uh, last summer, I saw one of my neighbors mowing his lawn. Uh, who decided to take his shirt off while he mowed, and he was he was fine. He you know the guy was in decent enough shape, but. Just like, all right, take it easy. You know what? Backyard, yes. Front yeah. yard, never. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the rule. That's that should be um, <laughs> etiquette for for the modern man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, nobody nobody in your front yard paid for that. Right. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Save it. No. S- save save it for the the Top Gun remake um so uh so anyway never really never really tanned and now i'm at this like stage in my life where i can like show up in like a tommy bahama shirt and espadrilles and an oversized hat and just like be jackie gleason on the on the deck i don't even have to get into the water i'm just like Hey everybody! Hey kids! I see you in there splashing around. That's great. It's really cool for you. Uh, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be up here playing uh, pinochle with the with the other cool old guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, I used to love the pool when I was a kid, um, and I wasn't like a, a great swimmer, but I was I was okay at it. Um, but the older I get, I'm, I'm with you. Like I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll get in and cool off. Like if we're on vacation or something, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to spend four or five hours in, in the water. Well, now I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I will return to it as an exercise cause, mm-hmm. because I don't, I see, I don't think you lose any weight swimming, but it, it, um, it's good for your muscles. It works. It and it and it it works your muscles without beating your your joints up, right. and uh, everything on dry land, and maybe the air, uh, is tough on your joints. Well, like if pole vaulting, pa- <laughs> parachuting, parachuting, yeah, that's super hard on your joints. Hella yeah. skiing, <laughs> for example. Yeah, yeah. So you get it. You get it. All right. Well, listen, we're uh, we're running down the clock here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this has been uh, managing expectations, episode two point um, uh, brought to us uh, by many people working feverishly behind the scenes, but also uh, all in a dream comics and books in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Brian, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of fun. Always a pleasure. You bet. Uh, Say hello to the family for me, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Yeah, catch you next time. All right. Have a good day. You too. Let's go to work.